What's going on, everybody? You are back here for another It Starts With Me. That means that you're watching this on Wednesday and it's 1230 or you're listening to it on one of your favorite podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Google or Apple or Anchor. We're glad that you're on board to be here with us. We have a wonderful guest that's coming forward today, Dr. Anise O'Reilly, and she is the owner of Giant Step 6 LLC. So you're going to be glad to hear this story. She's She's got a lot of wealth. I've spoken with her for a little bit, and it's just, it's radiating out of her. So I can't wait to hear exactly what she has to say and how she's going to take us down this road. So get ready, get ready, get ready. All right, let's go ahead and clear these other few things up. Remember, on Monday, you have motiva Motivational uh, Mike Monday at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. You'll be able to catch him on his YouTube channel and his LinkedIn as well as Facebook. Also, you know, we're here today with this. starts with me, 1230. And then we will be following up at the end of the week uh, with the Community Beacon. Every single Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Remember, please like, share, subscribe, follow, comment, DM us. Make sure that you are staying in tune with us. We definitely thank all of our listeners and our watchers for all of the different things that you are saying, the positive stuff that you're saying, and also just for staying in communication with us with inside of our community. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. All right. Let's get ready to bring her on up, up front. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Riley, okay? She, uh, Dr. Anise Riley has been in education for 30 years. For just under the last 15, she has been the principal of elementary school. So we definitely want to make sure that all parents and children, get the children on here. She's going to have some great things to even share with the children, right? In a large urban school district, Dr. Riley received her undergraduate degree from Morgan State University in Baltimore, her master's degree from Bank Street College of Education, her doctorate from the Sage Colleges of Albany. She is the president and owner of Giant Step 6 LLC, where her primary goal and passion, y'all know what I, I feel for passion when people are passionate, is to develop both national and global leaders so they can effectively lead their prospective organizations. She is the loving wife of Gordon Riley Jr. and the mother of four young people. I love using the word young people. Dr. Riley recently received proclamations from New York State Senator Jose Serrano and New York City Councilwoman Vanessa Gibson for her assistance with improving the lives of people in her community. The first book in her leadership series, Five Buckets of Leadership, Speaking in the Moment, was released in May 2021. 
Additionally, she is the host of the Ask Dr. Riley show, which can be found on Fox Soul Weekly. So about the Ask Dr. Riley show, let me just give you a little tidbit, right? The Ask Dr. Riley show is a 20 to 30 minute one-on-one session with young and mature women and sometimes men where they discuss the traumatic issues that are faced in the inner cities. This living room style of setup has discussions that focus on abuse, sexual issues like rape, domestic violence, and sexuality, and if that impact the community. The host, of course, Dr. Anise Riley, is a success story. She received her doctorate in spite of suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, from issues like those she discusses on the show. She has embraced the wounded healer archetype as described by psychologist Carl Jung. The Ask Dr. Raleigh show is the first individual program for the OSG network scheduled to stream on Dame Dash Studios and on the Fox Soul, which you can find on Fox Soul now. All right. And so for more information, all you need to do is go to AskDrRiley.com or visit the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash AskDrRiley. Without further ado, I bring to your front Dr. Anise Riley. Hello. Hi. (laughs) How is it going? How has your week been so far? It's been going great. My week has been going well. I was listening to you read and I was like, that's a lot of stuff. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes when you hear people read your bio, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's been going well. And how about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited about having you on the show. It has been quite the morning. Um, I, I was telling I was telling my executive assistant and I was like, I feel like I've got like this fog going on, like this brain fog. You know, when you're working a whole lot and you finally get a little bit of rest, but even after you get rest, you're like up and running, but you just nice and lowly. So, I. I feel like I'm in like this lowly but inspired mood right now. Mm, you're in that calm place. You're in that, what do they call it? That cultivating stage, that germination stage where you're like, mm, I don't know what's going on, but something is happening. Invisible stuff is happening, but it's happening. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I can feel it. I've actually been feeling it for a few days and so it's very interesting. So I'm just jotting down, journaling everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just exploring mind dump, putting everything down onto paper so that I can see exactly what's going on later on. Mm-hmm. And that's so, good. You know, I just want to say, I think that's good mm-hmm. because some people, when they find themselves in those places, they may call it idle time because they don't really see anything happening. But if you mm-hmm. are fully aware of, you feel it, you, they may not be tangible, then you got to do something, brain dump, write it down, journal, talk to someone, speak into a recorder. But this time where you don't see anything happening is probably the most precious time. And as you said, when you go back and look at it, you go, oh, that's what was happening. Okay. I love it. I love it. I normally give like the analogy of somebody watching a child grow, you know, going from crawling to walking, 
the parents generally notice every single thing that's going on, especially the first child. They, they want to be there for every first. But sometimes family members don't really notice because they're not in the household. So they show up one day and the, the, the baby is creeping and then they come back another month or two later and the baby is crawling and then they come back again. And now the baby is standing and walking. And it, for them, it's like mind blowing. But for those that actually take that time to focus on what is going on, they can see the work as it is happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's powerful, right? Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about yourself, you know? Um, so um to touch on something that you said in the bio, um, I am a mother of four. Um, people really like, you're a mother of four. Yes, I started when I was 12. No, it's just, <laughs> it's just that I've had the opportunity to be blessed with my grandmother's genes and still look young, even though chronologically some people may feel or think or call it older. Um, but biologically, I have two children and my husband has two. So I have two bonus babies. Um, right. And Bonus babies. <laughs> yes, my bonus babies because, you know, society puts this i think negative connotation sometimes when you say step parent or stepchild you know so for me this is a bonus it's a bonus to be somebody's mom you know it's a bonus to have influence on somebody's life on somebody's soul so those are my bonus babies um and i call them young people not simply because yes they are my oldest is 28 the youngest is 22 but they're young people because they are still learning the ways of being an adult. They come up with the word adulting, right? Like, I'm like, these makeup words. When I turned 21, he was an adult. He wasn't adulting. You were just an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're still young in their thinking, young in their maneuvering, young in their financial um, proudness. And I think when you become older, is when you really are able to apply those pieces of wisdom that you were learning as you were growing and then you had to go out on your own. So those are my young babies. And so any young person out there, embrace being young, being a young adult, because when you are an adult and adult, you like, mm, if only if only I knew this when I was 17 or 21 or 29, not 30, but 29. You know, so embrace it. So yeah, I'm a mother, I'm a proud mommy of some young people. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. I'm a proud, a proud father of three young people. I've got a 23-year-old, <laughs> a 16-year-old, and I have an 11 year old. So mm. my two oldest are girls, and my youngest is a little boy. And he made it just in time because we were shutting the doors, we were locked, putting padlocks up. I, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah, like uh uh-uh, uh no more. Uh-uh. Yeah. And, and so and you do you look great. You do look great. Cause I was even when I was reading your bios, like has been in education for over 30 years, like 30 years, you know. Where's the 30 years at? <laughs> I was just like, what? I mean, I, I I heard um one of my former pastors who was a pastor earlier on in my um life. And everyone would say to her, you look so good. You look so good. Now for her, she would say, that's because I got the sin out of my life. Right. Mm. Um, but I would say, you know, sometimes we still sin. We don't like sin on purpose, but 
I understand what she says now that I'm older. It's just, I don't do things that would take from me. You know, things like alcoholism takes from you. Mm -hmm. Doing drugs takes from you. You know, um, saying yes all the time without saying no takes from you. Being there for everyone else takes from you. And so if you're always allowing some things to take from you, then how do you pour back into yourself? You know, you see those movies, you know, when the, when a mummy or or something takes your spirit, all of a sudden mm. the person gets older. You know, I think that's a physical representation of what actually happens when you allow things to take from you. So I learned how to balance it so that way nothing takes from me. But as I'm freely giving, that I'm also making sure that I'm being poured back into um, and that's intentional things. Like I didn't yes. always know that, but intentionally doing things that pour back into me so that I have more to give and not um, someone taking. Hmm. That's deep. That's deep. And I, I really hope that our listeners got a, got a piece of that. I actually ran into a situation where I would give out so much. And on the very next day, I would feel so it would be difficult. It would be difficult because I gave out so much. So, you know, I'm a preacher as well. And I would preach this sermon and give out so much on Sunday. And I just, you know, I'm giving out everything, everything, everything. But then on Monday, I found that I had this difficulty, you know, uh, my temperament had changed. All these different things had changed inside of me. And it was actually quite difficult to handle something that was a little bit easier to handle the week before. And that's when I spoke with my pastor at that time. And, you know, he was talking about how, how like virtue and he reminded me about how Jesus would have this virtue that would come out of him and he could feel it, you know, kind of like with the one with the issue of blood, mm -hmm. he felt the virtue leave. And he said, even Jesus would leave and go into the mountains because he had to refill his cup. Yeah. So you have to do that as well. So when you say something like that, that is prolific and that is part of, those things that the young people have got to understand. I think that's awesome. Where did this mindset come from and how did you get from there to here? It's interesting you say that. Um, and it's interesting you talk about Jesus taking time away to pray. And when you kind of like look at every time he went away to pray, he came back out stronger and he always did like these major healings, right? He like healed somebody, he restored somebody. And so understanding that, you know, I call myself a God girl. So if you follow me, I'm like, I'm a God girl. That's I, right. you know, people want to, you know, um, identify with other things. I identify as a God girl, right? So I'm a God girl. I'm a faith-based girl. Faith is what leads me, guides me. Um, and I lean into that 100%. And the reason for that is because I'm a firm believer that if you want to know how something operates, then you need to go back to the creator. Like, so when you look at that, um, iPhone, you really still, some of us really still don't know the whole use of the iPhone. There's like this thing going around on the internet that says, how old were you when you realized blah, right? And you're like, I didn't even know that. So for instance, you know, I recently learned that when you tap the back of your iPhone, the Apple on your iPhone, you can do a screenshot. So you don't have to use the, like the sidebar, right? So all this time I'm trying to take a picture and hit the sidebar, but all I had to do was tap the back of it. 
But if I would have spoken to the creator of the iPhone, then it would have um, been quicker for me to know those kind of little shortcuts. Mm. So I say that to say, I didn't create myself. Society didn't create me. Culture didn't create me, right? So who created me? For me, being a God girl, God created me. So I got to go back to the manual, right? And look at the manual to see what it is that I was created for. What are some things I'm supposed to do? How am I supposed to think? How am I supposed to act? So when I'm in the hands of this world or I'm maneuvering through this world, I know how to respond. I know how to move. Because when I didn't do it before, I succumbed to a lot of stuff and wasn't being utilized properly. The same way, if you don't know how to, if you don't read the manual sometimes, you don't utilize your phone properly or any other gadget you may purchase. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so when was it that this actually took place? Like this whole thought process, was it, was it early on in life? Were your children 10 years old? When so, was it? So I, so fortunately for me, I have been a believer all my life. And I remember I was nine and I was like saying, yes, like I remember choosing the path that I wanted to follow when what society calls religion, like I knew at a young age that I was following Jesus at nine years old. Um, but I think with any decision that you make, um, you travel on a journey. There's always a journey. And my journey was one that I went through a lot of bumps, wilderness experiences, tough times, doing it on my own, not allowing um, the journey to be exactly what it was supposed to be, God-led, God-centered, but still professing, yes, I am a Christian. However, I think some people believe I'm under grace. You only live once. Got to live a life, right? Mm -hmm. And that led me to places where I was hurt and led me into spaces where I was traumatized. Um, it led me into places where I questioned whether or not I deserve to live. It led me into thought patterns that came out in very negative ways. And after you live like that for so long, and I think people can testify, when the door is closed, the lights are off, and you're in your bed by yourself, you are with yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can truly admit it, that's when you come face to face with who you are, what you have done, and what you are doing. Mm. And if you are courageous enough, because it takes courage to come to yourself, you say, either I'm going to continue living like this 100%, or I got to do something different because I'm not getting the results that I feel I should be getting, need to get. And people aren't really like, like feeling you the way that you want to feel them to be felt feeling you um so when i had that uh, that moment that epiphany i went on a journey to do my work um and um it wasn't all bible 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 where some people think it may be but it was bible with practicality i read books on self-help i read books on things that i was doing all the traumas that i was dealing with i read books i mean i didn't go to therapy but i recommend people going to therapy for me therapy just wasn't the route for me. Um, but that doesn't mean that that isn't the route for someone else. But for me, I, 
I was just a reader and I used to watch people and I'm listened and I'm very, I'm a disciplined person um, and I'm an extremist. So if I'm gonna do something, I do it to the extreme. Um, that may be a good thing, I don't know, but um, I do know that about myself. And now that I'm at this place on the other side, God was like, you were tested with trouble. Now it's time for you to help those who are in trouble or help them get out of trouble or help them not get into trouble. So mm. Mm. that's it in a nutshell. I got you. I got you. I have a um, philosophy and I teach this to my children, especially my little boy, but it's just real simple. And I heard a little bit about that. I heard a little bit, a little piece of that when you were talking because you say you read, watch, listen, and then later you say you do. Yeah. Um, you began to, you know, formulate your action plan. And so I always tell him, I say, hey, listen, listen, learn, do. That's what I need you to do. I need you to listen and hear the instruction that I'm giving to you. Hear it. And then the next thing after you hear it, after you listen to it, I need you to learn exactly what I'm saying. Learn. Understand why. Why this is important for you. And I need you to go ahead and you need to act on it. Mm-hmm. You need to start working that thing out. And that's been one of the greatest things because it's so simple that he never forgets it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I hear that in what you're saying because you were like, hey, I read, I, I watch, you know, whether you're watching other people. Another thing that I found out is that you can learn a whole lot from somebody, a whole yeah. lot. You remember the old commercial, you can learn a lot from a dummy? Yeah. So they don't necessarily have to give you everyone is not designed to give you the best information but sometimes just watching them and learning what not to do can be very very informative and it can change your life what do you think about that i mean but i think that goes back to your openness and willingness you know um people have been here before us people have experienced things before us and I'll give you this story. I remember when, um, cause I used to be a tomboy, right? And I don't think there's anything wrong being a tomboy. That was just the term that I was used when I was growing up. Right. And I was, um, dressed very masculine. Um, I would bear baggy pants, scully hats, bubble jackets. And when my life started to make this transformation, as far as women's clothing, I really didn't find a balance because either I was very baggy in my clothing or I was very skimpy in my outfits, right? So there was this too extreme. Like I said, I was very extreme, extreme, but not really finding a balance. So I remember I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? Because I didn't have a stylist, couldn't afford one, right? The magazines, I was like, I don't really like magazines. Okay. But I remember I would start to look at people on the street and say, hmm, how is she dressed? Oh, I like this. Or I would go into a store and I would, and I remember this one lady, she probably thought I was a stalker, but I was stalking her. But, um, and whatever she picked up off the rack, I picked up like my size, the same outfit, right? Because I wasn't fully in that space of really knowing one would look good on me and still make me feel sexy and beautiful. Um, and so because I wasn't well versed in that area, what other way to do it but to watch people? So I say that to say, find people who are already in that space where you want to be and let them mentor you, whether it's from afar or up close and personal. And when they start mentoring you, don't be so close-minded that you say, no, I still want to do it this way. 
Well, if that's the case, why are you working with them? But you have to be open. And the Bible talks about the older women teaching the younger women, right? It talks about that. And so we as older women have to understand our place, but younger women also have to understand the wisdom that you can glean from those of us who've been here before, who've done it, who know where to step, who know where the traps are, and who knows, you know, that guy that got that one tooth, he ain't all that cute, because I've seen that before, just on a different face. Lay it on out there, all right? <laughs> you started to remind me of the book of Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him before, honey. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. I mean, and and for you, for I guess I'm still, I still want to find like the origin, right? I mean, because that was part of what you were saying, go back to the creator. And I want to know, you know, the origin of this thought process, you know, when it was, you know, was it right then when you were nine? But it sounds like in nine, that was the development of this. But what was it? Was it in that wilderness experience? I guess it was that wilderness experience. Something happened that woke you up. What was it that happened? So, I mean, I, I don't think it was one specific thing. Mm. I think it was a series All right. of events. It was a series of events. One event I do remember is when my daughter, um, we were she was a teenager, and she asked me for relationship advice. And as I was preparing to give her some relationship advice, I stopped and realized that up until that moment, I hadn't had a successful relationship. And so in my thought process, I'm like, well, how can I give you relationship advice if I haven't had a successful relationship? So I was very vulnerable and I told her, baby, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. Mm. And that conversation replayed in my mind and I'm just like okay well I need to figure out how to get into a successful relationship if I desire to be married right um I also remember um a moment when I was in a relationship and it turns really bad because it was a domestic violence situation and um fortunately for me I didn't trend towards the statistics where um, I lost my life, but it was trending there quickly. And we did find ourselves in a place where one of us wasn't coming out alive, namely me. And my daughter was a witness to that. And so those are two major events that my daughter was a witness to regarding me. And I was just like, okay, something not right, right? Something's not right. And then you fast forward it. I said, I'm, I'm getting older and I know what's inside of me and I see the vision for my life, but it's not trending there. I'm the constant. I'm the constant. And when I came to terms with the fact that I was the constant, then the only thing to do is to change the constant, right? Fill some gaps, fill some places that weren't um, taught to me, Feel some ideas that may I may not have, transform my thinking. Um, and it was a process. Um, but those series of events, a series of unfortunate events, led me to the place of saying, something not right. And I gotta work on me. As much as I was doing big things, as much as by society standards, I look great um on the inside, I know I was hurting. Um and I think we all see ourselves in the mirror at times and we're like, 
oh, you look great to everybody else, but we know what's really going on. Um, so I can't pinpoint it to one thing, but I do know there was a series of things. Mm, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And I definitely want to dive into a few of those things. Uh, one of the things that I would like to dive into is this relationship advice. And not so much about the advice, but that, one, you found advice to give your daughter. Mm-hmm. And two, that the advice that you chose to give her was the things that you know were not successful and how not to do that. And I think that that's really important because sometimes we we try to fake it and we're not our authentic self. And so we attempt to say, oh, well, you should do this, knowing that we didn't do that. Facts. Thinking that it's going to work. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just said that is very, very true. And I think sometimes we as parents have this thought process that we want to be all and do all for our children. And we set ourselves up to be the answer for our children. And I think it does them a disservice on several accounts. The first is that they will continue to run to you instead of God for the answer. That's number one. And then number two, if you find yourself giving advice and it doesn't pan out the way that it claims it should, should, then you lose your credibility with your children and it um, implicitly does damage to the relationship and you lose that bond that you are fighting so hard to gain. And so I think when you are authentic with your children, when you are vulnerable with your children, when you tell them, I don't know, that that will garner the respect, the care, the bond that you want to have organically and intentionally, right? And they will hear your voice more and they will listen to your voice more. Um, And so I just knew that I couldn't tell her at that moment anything because anything that could make it right because I didn't know. And we had already experienced a lot. So at what point do you stop the cycle that people will call generational curses? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think generational curses are wrapped up into doing what you always know, even when you know it doesn't work. Mm. Right? And so if you see Big Mama doing it, and it wasn't successful. Then you see mama doing it and it wasn't successful. And then you do it. Then what do you think is going to happen? It's not going to be successful. <laughs> it's not going to be successful. But you have to see that and acknowledge that. And even though big mama and mama may tell you this is the way we always done it. Who's going to be the one to be courageous enough to say, mm. I understand this is the way that we've always done it. But I want something different because I want a different outcome. So then those um, relatives that I'm never going to see will be able to experience something different. And I think that's what happened to me. Um, I just wanted something different. And although I had great women to teach me, their outcome wasn't the outcome that I wanted. That's it. And my daughter needed a different outcome too. Mm. Okay, so that's a powerful, awesome, as a matter of fact, real good. I think that that realization right there is important for young people. Mm-hmm. Realizing that 
and, and this is what I mean by the realization that mama or dad don't necessarily have every single answer that they too are still looking for some of these answers that they too are growing because it sets young people up with this realization that just because they turn however old mom or dad is doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have it all together also. Mm-hmm. So they don't start moving their life into this false sense that everything's going to be all right because it, it isn't always all right simply because you got to make it right. And yeah. I think that that's powerful that you were able to express that, see that, feel that, and deliver that. While you were saying that, you also began to go into the next thing that I wanted to discuss, and that's that self-awareness. You know, everybody doesn't take a look in the mirror, and when they do, sometimes they lie to themselves. Mm -hmm. That's one of the messages that I've always passed on is there's two people that you never want to lie to, and it doesn't mean that you lie to anyone else. Mm -hmm. I don't condone that. But you don't lie to yourself because if you lie to yourself, you'll eventually believe it. Yeah. And if you believe it, then you won't ever be able to change. Mm-hmm. And you don't lie to God mm-hmm. because when it all comes down to it and you have no one else to turn to, he's the only one who's got like all the power. Yeah. And if you're lying to him, he'll never he'll never work in your direction, you know? So those two people you never lied to. And I think that comes down with, you know, that looking in the mirror. How did you get to that? Where you just, I mean, so, so prolific. So part of, you know, what I shared earlier was about a lot of reading. So in my reading, I came across the um, emotional intelligence theory, right? Yeah. Emotional intelligence. And in the emotional intelligence, um, it states that, um, it claims that emotional intelligence is probably the more more important than in uh, the, uh, your IQ, because you know it said that you can't raise your IQ, but you can raise your emotional intelligence. You can become more emotionally intelligent, and emotional intelligence really impacts your ability to be successful. And one part of emotional intelligence is self awareness. Right? Self-awareness, self-management is all about yourself and how you show up in places and spaces. And so as I began to delve even more into emotional intelligence, coupled with my love for brain science, because, you know, I'm I'm a real brain science fanatic and how the brain works and how you create new schema, neuropathways and all that other stuff. But with the emotional intelligence, when you understand the facets of it and you understand that self-awareness is a part of it, um, you begin to begin. You begin to start looking at yourself. It's like the analogy: um, you 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 want to buy a car. So let's say you want to buy a, a red car. And before you wanted to buy this red car, you didn't see any red cars on the highway. And now that you want to buy this red car, all you start seeing is red car. There's my car. There's my car. There's my car. You didn't see it before. But because you are now focused on it, it is something that you want. It's something that you desire. All of a sudden, it comes clear into your focus. So that's the same way with um, perspective. When you start working on yourself, you start seeing things. So when you start working on your emotional intelligence, you begin to become hyper aware of those facets, your um, social awareness, your relationship management, your self-awareness. You begin to see that and you start going, oh, it is me. 
oh yeah i do get angry like people say oh i do oh oh because before you didn't see it that way no one had a mirror but um when you do your work your mirror kind of comes into view and you begin to see yourself so that was one of the things that helped me begin to see this and become aware and then adding on tools so that way I can reshame and reshape, excuse me, and reframe the way in which I participate in places and spaces with people. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So through through your reading, you know, because one of the things that one of the things we love to do or I believe that uh, individuals should do is when you gain this understanding, you should seek wise counsel. Yeah. You know, you should definitely go and find somebody who knows how to do it better than you know how to do it. And I love the way that you have shaped that thought process because you took it out of just the simple context of just finding an individual. And you went to, you know, find that individual, whether, you know, whether it's from close or from or from far or find that book and do the research and all these different different avenues to reach the same result. And I love that. So. If, EI, if, if emotional intelligence really does impact your ability to be successful, as well as just your ability to really be and to understand the being that you are, do you think that this same per perspective or that a different perspective can be used or is being used by an individual that is also bringing about negative results in their life? And what I mean by that is that it always happens to me attitude. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, you said, I told you my, one of my other loves is brain science, right? And so trauma affects your brain and trauma really impacts the way in which you respond and move. Um, you know, they did a study on um, military personnel when they returned from war. And some of us may know that oftentimes a person who was in the military who was in a war they have been affected. And when they hear loud sounds, they sometimes revert back to being in a war. They may react like somebody's coming to get us or there's shooting going on, right? Knowing, and you weren't at the war and you knew that that was the car that backfired or that was the firecracks going off. However, because of their experience, the brain has stamped on them that these loud sounds require you to go into survival mode. And so that's how it has been imprinted. So when you become aware of that, then you can begin to undo that. So I'm using that analogy to say, so those individuals who have negative experiences and they respond with, it always happens to me, it probably has since they were little. It probably has been their experience that they were the last one to get the ice cream, right? So. They were in a house full of brothers and sisters and they were the youngest. And it just so happened that their parents were like, the oldest goes first or daddy gets the big piece of chicken, right? And so the way in which their brain received that information was you are, are undeserving. You always get the last. You're not deserving of the best because you will always get the least. And that is how they've begun to get conditioned. And then, you know, because we have an enemy of our souls, the enemy will continue to now put you into positions that will make that hyper sensitive and become a reality. So now you go to school, you're the tallest one in the class, you last online. 
you 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 the last one to get picked for the game you didn't get chosen to do the presentation and instead of changing that around you have now just confirmed the narrative that you've been telling yourself or the narrative that you have associated with since you were little and so as you get older if you don't become self-aware, if you don't grow your emotional intelligence, then you will be stuck in that place of it only, it always happens to me. Mm. Um, and if you get around people who help that narrative, it will always be, it always happens to me. Mm. And if you want to live differently, then you have to do something different so that it could stop only happening to you. And then you can start happening to be in those spaces where you know in your heart you deserve. Hmm. Powerful. That was impactful. Bravo. Bravo. And so, you know, becoming that condition, it's all it's PTSD. It's PTSD. Yes, That's exactly what it is. Trauma affects your brain. That's what you were saying. I yes. feel it. I agree with it. That's 100%. And I, I feel like that was a very important subject. And I just knew you were going to break it down. I love the way you broke it down. You know, the one, become self-aware. Two, grow emotionally, grow your emotional intelligence. And three, do something different. Yeah. You know, change your circles, change the people that you're around, all those different types of things. Here's the third, the third question. I know that we're coming up on our time. So the third piece was the self-maintenance, the self-acceptance, the reality piece. Can you dive in a little bit more about that and how that has affected you and how and what you could... Just tell me what you would give to a, a youth, a young person about this self-acceptance of reality and how to keep it. So the first thing is give yourself grace, laugh at yourself, be, give yourself permission to mess up. Like don't hold yourself to this perfect scenario, but just know that it is a process and you should always be progressing. You shouldn't be the same way you were last week or yesterday. You shouldn't be the same way you were last month, last year, or five years from now. Because we do know people who were on the corner in, in 2000, and here we are in 2020, and Ray Ray's still on the corner. Now, you don't want to be Ray Ray. Uh, if there's any Ray Rays out there, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about, you know, Ray Ray that's on the corner. But if you want to corner Ray Ray, you need to get off the corner. But, um you'll see Ray Ray still on the corner, then Ray Ray shouldn't be your, you can say hi to Ray Ray and then give, you know, give a five minute conversation, but Ray Ray shouldn't be in your inner circle. Right. And so, you know, there's a saying, if you the smartest one in your circle, you in the wrong circle, wrong you circle. in a cage, you in a cage. And so begin to get people around you change your circle slowly but surely and don't worry about what anyone else says you are a brand new person you're trying to create a new scenario for yourself so people are going to say you brand new yes i am mm. and be okay with that i am i don't i don't do that anymore because i'm trying to do something different and have a different outcome and you have to be okay with that and that's where i got to that place with being okay and now that i'm in a place where i'm leaning more towards the life of my dreams all those other people are like, hey, hey, Dr. Raleigh, hey, you're going to be on your TV show? Hey, Dr. Raleigh, you got a book? Hey, you know, so if I didn't take that leap, then um, where would I be? But I'm setting a pace for those to come behind me. And that's what you want to do. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
In the Community Beacon, we are actually talking about things that we would say to our younger self. And I just, I mean, this show aligns so much with what we've been discussing throughout this entire month. I just think that this is nuggets of wisdom. This is, listen, everybody, we're going to have to have Dr. Riley back on the show because this is just wisdom from Dr. Riley. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. (laughs) Brilliant, 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 brilliant. How can people get in contact with you? Okay, so I have a website, www.axdrriley.com. You can go there, work with me. I'm able to be a speaker to share some more nuggets of wisdom. These are things that I've learned over my years that um, God has allowed me to share. Um, You could check my IG page and um, the link in the bio, but the best way is to go to my website. All right. And what is there anything last last comment that you'd like to leave with the audience? Um, the last comment is just um, I know someone who says this and I'm going to borrow it from her. Everything is right about you. No matter what you are doing, no matter what you've done, no matter your flaws, no matter how what anybody else says, everything is right about you. From your quirky eyes to your crooked nose to your Um, skin color to your hair texture. It was designed by God because you have something to do that only those characteristics, that phenotype, that intelligence can influence. And so just remember, when you don't think you are, just remember everything is right about you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Riley. I really do appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Listen, y'all, Dr. Riley, she is amazing. You all have got to go to her website. You've got to check her out. You've got to get on her IG page. You've got to hit that. uh, You you have to subscribe. You have to follow. You have to love. You have to like because she's giving out this type of wisdom all the time. I can feel it. I just love it. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to meet her. Listen, when you are seeking out your self-awareness, become you have to become self-aware. You have to grow your emotional intelligence. You have to do something different. If you're the smartest person in the circle, you all have heard me say something similar to this, change your circles. And her last words, everything is right about you. That is powerful all in itself change your mindset. Start off with that affirmation. Take that one home and say it every single day. Say it multiple times throughout the day. Defeat that enemy on the inside that's saying there's something wrong with you. I love it. Just remember, as much as it starts with you, it starts with me. Peace. 